Okay. Yeah, that's my pack, bro. That's your background. Great. Because that is what we are going to talk about next. Um, so if you um don't mind, in your introduction, you describe yourself as a reader, writer, journalist, culture critic, and communicator. Can you please tell us how you got started in like the media and communications area? And give us a little bit of background, kind of like about your education journey and your career journey to where you are today. Great. Um, thank you. Happy to be here. Um, I was born raised in Lagos. Uh, well, I'm not from Lagos, but I was born raised in Lagos. And I went to medical school um, closer to where I'm from. That's further east of the country. And it was about say, nine hours away from home, Lagos, and in Nigerian homes where if you were a child and grew up, you are always at the top of your class. Right. Yeah. Everybody just assumed being a science and have or you have to you know yes you have to be a doctor a lawyer exactly a teacher for that it was it was just really those three I mean now it's different because there's so there's a tech space but there's so many things that you can get up so internet the content creation you know but but then when I was growing up that's all my my generation was where Graduating to and so I didn't have much yeah. choice, I guess, and so I was shocked with the It's not that I hated it, uh, but it was tough as anyone who has been to school knows. And um, there was the year I think it was in my fifth year I had was um, having difficulty passing like clap was the yeah. Yeah. Difficult. I just couldn't get at was in that year. So I had a year where I I couldn't join class and class ahead of me. When I had done all the stuff at you know that I needed to do with that year, except this cost I did. Right. Right. And, oh yeah, just nothing. And so I went back home and uh, providing one space. Was a boring town, small town. So I went back to Lagos. I spoke with my friend that I would like to shoot my writing because when I was in school, I was always writing. So I don't need. I would like, I, I would like to be there. And so he was like, Oh, yeah, I know someone that knows someone. He linked me up with the with publisher. Magazine and website. Right. And it was like a cultural, cultural platform, online. And still, but they also had a bag in physical magazine. Totally back. Yeah, and so I sent myself the That's something here. Then, you know, if you want intent with us, like, teach you a lot of get better. But sure, I have this over here. Yeah. So I joined 
use from every day. I enjoyed it, and that's how my I ended up writing journalist career. Yeah, I to go back to school after the year, but I was also writing, you know, from remotely. Yes. Awesome. So let's recap. So you started out in medical school. <laughs> uh, on the on the medical path, right? Wasn't going the best way. I have a similar story. I started out as a pre-med major. <laughs> when I went to college, I had a class that I could not quite get out of. And I started to rethink what my area was and I ended up in communications and so you have a similar kind of story um you were a strong writer and you know someone discovered your writing and you ended up being introduced to this opportunity that put you in a newsroom um so you probably never thought that that was going to be something that happened so what were you thinking when you first like started being an intern working in the newsroom like was it what you thought it was or were you surprised about how Meet be at work. I was surprised because I didn't have any idea what it was like or what right. it be like. I think most people don't have an idea. That's why we're here today. <laughs> yes, so it was like a whole new journey for me. It was away from. I was just happy to be away from the surgery. If you know medical school, it can get you know like boring and reading and just constantly um so i was just happy to be away from that right a different pace yeah and i have not saving lives every day right <laughs> oh lives maybe but in some other way right <laughs> like i call it that it was a you facing uh media population and so that was of interest that's what i i, I enjoyed and so I was happy to just jump there. Right. Do you remember what your first story was uh, when you were at that publication? No, I don't. That's a long time. That's a long time ago. No, I, I don't. But I also know that I should have an interest in writing about film and um, knowledge food and at that point. So I remember my editor kept pushing me toward that line. Like, you seem to enjoy this film, right? So, you know, maybe you should do more of that. So I started doing that also. Yes. And what made you have interest in, like, film, entertainment, like, that kind of area? You were just strong in that area? Or do you have, um, like, a passion for it? Yeah, I guess, you know, we grew up in my household. We grew up watching lots of films. From Hollywood. Before people started watching. So, uh, so my dad was like, you, I remember when he bought the video player. Um, the very first film he bought with the video was uh, Coming to America. Yes, both are the kinds of films that we grew up watching. Sound of Music, uh, you know that all, and so we were exposed to 
and we have people like that mm-hmm. with the big, you know, seeking that kind of news. Yeah. So we were exposed to all of that for right. So film was very much out of my program. But also, because he was a civil servant, he used to read magazines a lot, time magazine, newspeak magazine, and when came home with the magazine that was always going to the entertainment pages. There was just something bright that shared. Exciting, picture, yeah. The way that the, the business of the politics Arts were not really that exciting. Yeah. And so I would, you know, flip who was those people that read about. It was like a world of Mary, you know, but I was invested in that world. And so I guess I read, I must have read hundreds of film reviews of was before the Wow, so hundreds of reviews. Yes, because you get this back then we whatever we the film review Right. Yeah, oh I remember those. Do you remember those, Pastor Johnson? When there would be a newspapers and uh you could read about like the review of the new movies that came out. This is, you know, before they would be on the internet or anything like that. I certainly do remember those, so but that was something that you did. That was Yeah. Not to age myself or anything. <laughs> right, not to age ourselves. Right. <laughs> do you remember those, Pastor Johnson? Yeah, I, I do remember those. Read in the newspaper. Yeah, it's 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 a little different now though, isn't it? Is uh technology has brought us a long way. <laughs> I was curious to ask, how was your family taking these these new moves that you were making? from medical school now into journalism. Uh, how was your, I know you mentioned your father and your family. Was that a big change for them? And, and they, they I, I don't think they were surprised about it because I was a big figure when we were growing up and they encouraged it. I had my sister. There was always books around the house. My mom is a teacher. She was a teacher. She retired. She's retired now. It was Always shelves and shelves of all kinds of children's books. So they knew from that reading was something that I, you know, in right. So when I started writing, I don't think anybody right. Just as long as I made sure that I got read it. If I yeah, fine. As long as I wrote it. That they knew that I was anyway, so wasn't really. I didn't get any pushback. Maybe the pushback now is going to happen now because I is uncomfortable this space, and uh, they expect that I will go back right and find my way. Very good. Uh, right. That, no, I'm not quite confident. That's what I want. Yeah. We'll check back with you in a few months and see what happens. Yes. 
Right. Did you ever consider being like a medical writer, like kind of merging the two since you kind of had the background in the medical, you did like the writing. I know that you liked like the entertainment, um, but did you ever consider like writing for medical journals or anything like that? And if you didn't want to do that, then why not? When I was back when I was in Nigeria, not so much, but now, you know, because it wasn't really a thing that I knew that what I didn't know that it was the thing, you know, I didn't know the medical variety. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, a lot of people don't know about journals. We think of like magazines, but we don't think about industry journals, medical journals, dental journals. They're so huge. I used to work for a medical publishing company and I was just floored about how many different scientific and medical journals that there are out there that you know people in different industries can be featured in or even write for so we forget about like the journals and so you know something that was on your radar then because you didn't know about it yes but since i i came to the um u.s because i've been you know just waiting my options and trying to see what's out there so i also discovered that that's the you got the fit you know and so i'm also found different doing that so it's interesting that you act because it's something that I think that you're not it, it marries those two worlds and it feels like people what I right oh yeah yes and so what people uh, what a lot of people don't know about journalists is that you know um, a lot of you are freelance journalists and so you can write for many different publications in different kind of areas and industries and actually, you know, kind of earn money um, from doing that. So can you tell us a little bit like about how journalists, you know, find stories to write or media outlets to work for and like how the pay structure kind of works? That's a difficult one. It's difficult because um, I, I I come from a background where it was more like a tech-ish company. So it was an internet company. It was a media company, but it was media technology. That's where mm-hmm. I started. I didn't really start working in the traditional newspaper where they did stuff at ways so, so for me, it was different because while I was on staff, you also expected me, you weren't expecting, you were also knew that I freelance because um, let's face it, the, the pain wasn't great, you know, and still think would not mind if you were freelance or that documentary. And so, you know, I started freelancing, but in Nigeria, there is not many opportunities where you can freelance and get paid for the work as a journalist or as, you know, as a reporter or as an editor. You know, so you have to be outside the The ways to earn money surrounding what you're doing. Yes, and so that's what I, I when I did, I, I didn't just jump into it because I, I 
myself, but I didn't skills, but also my confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Especially when you start when you first start, nobody knows who the hell you are. You are just right. blind blindly reaching out to edit posts and people like can I write about this I want I have this idea. Yeah. So that in itself means oh, level of you know I'm sorry. That that makes something go off in my head. I'm thinking, you know, as a publicist, you know, I do the pitching and I encourage my entrepreneurs to pitch to the media, but it never crossed my mind that you guys have to pitch also. Could you think about that, Pastor Johnson, that they have to pitch their stories to get picked up? Yeah, I you know it never crossed my mind. <laughs> what was interesting to me is I'm I'm curious to know what makes a good story for you? Like if you had five stories uh, that you were following, what makes you pick one or two? What What are the things you're looking for? Um, it depends on a lot of things. It really depends. There are some stories that I am naturally drawn to of because you know, these are stories that I have personally invested in. So I would, you know, like to pick those kinds of stories that align. But I also have to think about what chances these stories have of being picked up. So let's say I like writing about right, And I know that the contacts I have in New York and the New York I'm not really interested in writing about right, so in population about right. Um rice, even though I love writing about rice. Um, but I also want to get the, I also want to get my story out there. I will either have to move the right and story to the back out, you know, pending when I can find someone that is willing to pay for that story, or I can decide to find an angle that will interest the New York Times, you know, find out a rise in link the trade wars in, you know, America or whatever. You know, something, just by the way, it's also that topic, but maybe not in the way that I, I want initially envisioned it, but a way that it, it, it appeals to the editor and aligns with what they're interested in. And even at that, when the when the editor is interested, the editor also comes with their own, you know, opinions and their own angles. They're like, that's interesting. But well, why don't you tell it like it's because they know what their audience is for, what their audience, people want for your story to reach as wide as possible. Right. So even by the time you talk with the editor, it's also shifting. Story, all that what you end up teaching is not story you end up telling, but it's also right. It really that's right. So, so it to answer your question, it would depend on so many factors. You know, sometimes I have editors who I'm in good terms with. Um, I will teach stories that I know that they're interested in covering, and when I feel like why. Man, a good place. I throw in the third one 
and because they already trust me to an extent, and they are more willing to look. I have a second look at some right. if when not what they would be perfect. Right. Because you built a relationship and then they now trust you. Yes. So they're like, if she's coming to us with this, then maybe there's something there. And, and let's see what, you know, as opposed to reaching out blindly to them. I mean, it's not something they are initially interested you know, constantly negotiating and shifting, you know, so sometimes you have these stories on top. Sometimes you have, you have to get back, you know, and bring the other one and, you know, it's finding that. So I understand that you choose your stories. Do people ever pitch stories to you? It's funny you should think about this because the, the story that read, I don't know if my first story that you read, the one about the real housewife. Okay. Yes. I do want to talk about that. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, it was, I had in my mind to write about the show, but I haven't, you know, really outlined how it was going to look like. And then, right. hey, um, a publicist for the show in Nigeria reached out to me and was like, well, we have, you know, this show we're launching, you know, and can we be, would it interest you if you would like to interview the head of content for the organization, for the media? Right. And this is for the Netflix show Young, Famous, and African that we're talking about. So our... The other show, um, The Real Housewives. Oh, The Real Housewives of Johannesburg? Legos. Of Legos. They're the Legos? Yeah. They're with them. I love all the housewives. So I I didn't know that there was a Johannesburg one, and then I found it and I watched it and it was so good. And it was right after that I had watched Young, Famous, and African. And then I realized when it got done, I was so sad. I was like, "This is so good. When is there another season?" And there was already a season too. <laughs> oh, I was super excited about that. I want to talk to you more about that on another time. But yes, so that is the uh, the one that we're talking about. Okay, all right. So that there's so many good shows now. That yeah. <laughs> so the same company that does the that licenses the Joanna has book one that also licenses Lagos franchise or Lagos episode, and so she the publicist reached out and was like, um, we. We will have you interview the head of content of Showmax. Showmax is the company who is doing this show. I'm like, sure, why not? And so, you know, when I talked to her, the idea started to form in my head, you know, of what kind of story I wanted. Um, not just with this show, but also with the Netflix reality show, which was similar. Yeah. And so, why? was like, hmm, maybe if I combine this, if an editor is not interested in one, when you put two of them, there's a trend. There's stories about young, about young, rich, famous, showing another side of Africa. That's my idea that editor is interested in. And so it started to coalesce in my head, and that was the pitch that I sent out editor. And she loved it. And we did. It was like, great, let's do it. Because everyone was already talking about it. It was something, you know, it was a trending topic. 
you know, and that what we call it kind of news jacking, something that's already kind of going on and you jump on it and, you know, it gets traction because it was something that was already pretty popular. And I will say that that was something um, that made me, you know, want to invite you um, is that when I were looking at your different articles and like, okay, Africa and all the different places that you write, you know, I saw a trend that you wrote about these shows and I was like, oh, I love these shows. He would be a great guest. You know, everybody's talking about these shows right now. So let me hop right on this as well. So um, so a publicist pitched that to you. So that's awesome. Um, do uh, you work with a lot of publicists? Do a lot of publicists uh, pitch you? Or is it sometimes just like entrepreneurs or a little both? A little of both, um, mostly. Um, because... The entertainment industry is not as structured. We have faculty, not as structured as, you know, what obtainable here in America. Um, so there's a lot of people who don't really know that get published or they people know, but they just can't. But for those ones that have, you know, structure, I would assume that if I was a publicist, I would know all the journalists published stuff related to my work well, the book, oh, my, you know that's like the first thing I should know who I should have like an address book you know everybody and so I would assume that some publicists have me back mm-hmm. and so to help them reach out and I, we have, I can publish everything I can write about every idea that I get but I'm, I, I appreciate it when they, because when they reach out to you, they make your job easier. So you don't have to start chasing someone for an interview. Yeah. That's that, that client and that period where they want to talk. Maybe they are watching something or they are telling something or they are doing a publicity cycle. So there's also already that willingness to join. Yeah. You know, as opposed to me just treating them blind, you know, you know, sort of probably like give me this here and that. So, so it, it's a good relationship. Uh, and sometimes the entrepreneurs themselves reach out to make out without. Yeah. But it's, I find it's always professional, maybe where there's a profit. When you have those added downsides, also, sometimes it's best to, you know, go directly to the to the source right yeah now are those entrepreneurs are they is that a way is that a source of income for you so if an entrepreneur came to you and said hey i have a story for you to follow are they paying you to follow that story and try to pitch their story not necessarily because if, if they're paying you i i think you have notes it down where you have disclosure yes you have that clothes that you know i've been this was a soap person it's not that they're paying you i, I personally wouldn't Without, but they, it, I guess the best thing is find an angle that works, you know, mm-hmm. and where it's not just oh, we're doing the story, just because it's right. Yes, because when when you pay for that, we call that what advertise. You know, there are lots of different um. People who will hit me up on Instagram, not knowing that I'm a publicist, you know, and they'll offer 
to, you know, for $99, they can guarantee that I'll be featured here, 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 there, and everywhere. And I tell those people, people ask me all the time, like, should I do this? And I'm like, no, you should, like, for legitimate, like, stories, article, earned media, you do not pay for that. Like, it is not something um, that you do. You shouldn't be paying to be on a, a guest on a podcast. And some people do that, and it's okay, but that is called advertising. <laughs> and you have to be upfront about that. And so that's a thing, you know, when you're pitching journalists, you know, you can't be uh, offering them money to do things. You know, there's even a fine line when it comes to like gifts, giving gifts to media. Do you mind talking about that a little bit? Um, like sometimes if you, someone may want to send you flowers or some kind of food or a gift card to thank you for an article that you may have written or something that you did. What are the rules um, uh, around uh, giving gifts to media? Yeah, that, that's an interesting question. Also, it raises a lot of ethical you know, issues that I might not necessarily have the answers. Yeah, that, 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 it's a little gray also. Because I've been in this profession for a long time, and I'm still like, I don't know, like, you know, what the exact rules are. There's people who say, oh, I love the article you, you wrote about me, you know, can I have your account number while I send some money? I'm like, no, don't worry about that. After I was paid for the article already, I don't need you. Because then someone sends you money, they might think that you're now in the pocket. As a journalist, she's Tomorrow you might have bright stories that put that person not necessarily in a great light. And because they're giving you some pain, they expect there's some kind of expectation that they have of that so maybe they expect people stories not for sure. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be at the job. You don't want to be but Okay. And for that, it's hard because even in the U.S. here, journalism is hard. It's a hard profession. It's not exactly what you get. But the news shrink in every day. Yeah. Cleaning up journalism. And still sometimes it's hard, you know, when you see something that Something that legal that want, but but you have that that knowledge that that sense of fairness, what right, what yeah, understanding fairness of your profession. You should know that there's certain life. If someone sends you flowers, I mean, I don't see the big deal. Some people not, and also some newsrooms have their rules and regulations. Yes, yes, yes. But you know, freelancers, you know, nobody's telling you what. Yes. Well, right. And that's a big difference in between working with a freelance journalist because you guys are more, you know, kind of like entrepreneurs, contractors. You can kind of do other things. And then other people who work for like maybe CNN, you know, they can't do exactly what they want to. Some people wanted to be a guest on the podcast, but they could not because they would have to get it cleared. So um, definitely a big difference. I find that working with freelance journalists is, uh, you know, that you guys are a lot more accessible and, you know, kind of uh, able to relate um, with. So um, 
how long do you think that it takes? Like by the time you get a story, research it, sit down, write it, publishing from idea to story being out, how long do you think that process is? No, it depends. There's no, there's really no rule. Sometimes your deadline determines how long. So sometimes if you're in the pocket and you have whatever you are researching and writing, know that this time of the storage break, so that sort of becoming how long. Of course, you have some stories that take longer than Right. I take hours, days, or weeks. Like, uh, give us some kind of idea, like how long it could take. Um, or or interest, how long? I would say weeks. Weeks. You know, okay. Maybe the most found basic story, um, really for me, especially if it's in a beat that I'm familiar with already, you know, where I have the story. I can reach the small state easily. Yeah, we have a relationship with them. Two weeks, three weeks, I, you know, have usually have of what I am. And sometimes the editing process takes longer, you know, so with different publications, different groups. Sometimes your article post by edit, media conditions. I have you go through copy editor, have line editing, the main editor. That's like the difference. Like, while soft skills have you go back. So, you you can't really time. Most of the time, it depends on publisher of when even at the moment. You tell them, oh, I can have it a bottle. And they're like, oh, that's my fault. We're going to need it. So, can you do that? If you think you can do that, like, great. Or you tell them, um, that, that's not going to work. I need to get this, get that. But also, you can't, everything that's you at the level at the time you when you, you're really not in of the bottle. Yeah, yes. I not just the available top. You know, you can force that. You know, your source might just not be value talking to you at that point. Right. And so with with each story it's different. The the longer that and working story I think was about four months. Story. And yes. it was great because any stuff was working was like, yeah, that's fine. Don't it's a way in fact without they had they were the one they were done with seven Africa, but they also did that So it it was a lot of but I think there was PR You know that took a long time, but there are some stories also that cannot be for all of this. Right, had a, the timely stories because yes. things are happening right now. I mean, you know, 
So yes, maybe all you need to do is just like reach out to the person that was right. Yeah. Awesome. So um, tell us right now, which publications um, do you currently write for? Because this is the thing with journalists, the media profession, you guys change a lot. People move around to a lot of different publications. They'll add a publications, not writing for publications. So that is totally a thing, keeping up with journalists. So which publications are you writing for currently? Yeah, so I'm freelance um, right now, but uh, I usually write for whoever agrees to publish my work. But I have to understand that I find, I find myself working I've established some relations with some editors. So I found myself way back there more than others. So okay after Yes. Big wood penis. The Africa report actually. Yes. The continent online back that shared on WhatsApp. Like an innovating format for sharing on Well, I think those are the three most regular. Uh, Bill Crancy, the Dodge of the Patient, Dodge of the Patient, most of the Nice. Yeah. Okay. Al Jazeera. Jazeera. Nice. So, so many different places. Yes. Do you write? write yeah. Do you publish your own work? Like, do you publish your own? Every time someone asks me that, I wish I could. I, I try putting that stuff back, but for some reason, I couldn't follow through with that. But that's something I intend to, you know, a lot of ideas that I have that fall by the way, I just find publication willing to take them. And I still. It's still in me, and I want to get there. And I find that the best way might just be doing it for my Yep. And so, yes, I'm constantly thinking of how get Nice. Sounds like you could have a blog. You could do a blog, and you could make it a paid blog. Monetize it. You know, I'm all about the monetizing messages. When every time we're writing or telling stories, it takes a lot of effort to do that. And so, listen, you need to pay us for the information, the knowledge, the words. So, you know, that's one of the reasons I haven't pursued it actively because I know that monetizing it is going to involve a lot of effort and a lot of work, you know, and so a lot of late breath. Yes. So I'm like, am I ready for this now? Or my finance is where I get there. You know, so it's a work. Yeah. It's the work in progress. So we'll stay tuned and make sure that we subscribe to support you. Um, and so I want to go back because we're going to be wrapping up soon. Um, and we talked about sources and when I get to talking to people about media, like I know the terms, they know the terms, but sometimes I forget to like make sure that we explain the terms. So, um, a media source is, you know, like a person who assists a journalist with a story. They might give them a quote, 
Um, they might be an expert in an area that can kind of give some more insight into an area. Um, how do you define a media source? Um, and how do you stay in contact? Like if somebody wanted to be a media source for you, how would they go about doing that? There's different ways, um, but I would say that common, the best focus of people, because sources are human beings. You know, yeah. Sometimes they're not with the age of technology. Sometimes they're not. But most of the time, they are. And you need So, people think that a journalist will sit down and think after search in front of you. You don't bring it up. Yes, that's a lot of it. But also, yeah. well, with the people who are involved by stories who are, who are involved in the story that you tell it. Because every story has a that affects human beings. Absolutely. Right. We make a lot of talk about data, but what data and so you have to have to you know talk that. So like you mentioned it's supposed to be the media the vision of a business or vision be a, as to be a janitor fiction be it could be the president you know of the United States of the president yeah yes of any country these to call relations you take them make them understand that you are not just there Express or well, you know, just profit. Sometimes that's what the patients right? Yeah, and they want that, that, that. So even after I, now with social media, it's all easier. There's a lot more um, avenues for developing stuff. So right. I might be following you on social media. You know, I, I read what put out sometimes that right. So you had to find sources on social media. And how do you find them? Do you look at hashtags? Do you search certain terms? Like how do you look for how do you find media sources on social media? It all depends. Sometimes hashtags like you mentioned, sometimes you put out a oh, oh I'm a journalist, you know. I'm working on this. You know, if you know anybody who's because my network of followers, I have a lot of journalists also. Again, activate going media. I have a lot of people who work in the field that I fully cover, that I follow, and they're following. So I put out, oh, if you know someone with social social, and they get in touch with me from them. That and someone sent you, yeah, oh, I know this person. Or you should talk to this person. Come down to one And I found a lot of positive like that. You know, sometimes yeah. I just Google. It's funny what you can get. <laughs> hashtag. Right. So hashtag search or Google search. So when entrepreneurs um, would like to establish themselves 
um, as an expert in an area that they need to be, you know, on top of their social media, demonstrating who they are, what they do. They need to be easily found on Google. So we need to get those SEO rankings up um, because when you search a term, you get those first 10 pages on Google. Honestly, when you're looking for a source, how many pages do you deep do you look? It depends. Did I find what I want, I guess. So I, I, I'm prepared as, as many pages as I want. But, but usually within the first, you usually have something yeah. from that information that you get, you can take get people. So it's usually first public your SEO or your search, whatever. Right. Had to rank it higher. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's because nobody wants, you know. Yeah, be on page eight of Google. Be on strange thing. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. And that brings me, um, like, to another question: is that when you are looking at a source for a story, um, and so you're checking them out. Say it's me. You're checking me out. All right, you're going to my website. You're going to my social media. What things are you looking for to make you decide, like, okay, I'll, I trust her to use her as a source? What are you looking for? It depends. Sometimes I want to be sure that you are an expert in whatever that I'm researching or writing about. It's, it's usually that if you can get experts, people who are trying to Yeah. So I want to know that you actually have a correct. Because I'm also being educated, so I don't yes. want the blind person being led by the blind. And then my viewers, my audience, who is also blind, but expect me to have done my work. Right. They have with the information. You know, if you, and you don't have to be the president, or you don't have to have a piece. Right. Right. But you should have relationship my story yes so they're going a website with information about you a book yeah um, what other do you look for things like um, if they won awards or uh, if they've had media what about media do you look at like the press pages of people to see if they've done media before and if so does that make you be like, ah, this person knows what they're doing. They're great. Or do you say, ah, oh, this person already does a lot of media. Maybe I'll find someone else. Like, how do you feel about that when you see them press page? Yeah, that's great. I always go to the, the press pages. Uh, but I also want to ensure that I'm sticking out the blog from what I actually do. So sometimes the press pages can be, you know, full of flowery stuff. That doesn't mean anything. And you find out that at the end of the day, you are just even doing more PR for this person. It, right, yeah. They're not even giving you what exactly what or what exactly you should get. So you got right. to be discerning and know what is a particular story. So what I really need to hear from this person who has covered. Sometimes it's great, you know, if you want an award, you want to say, oh, this person won the public star is my source that credibility it gives you a credibility or this person who has a PhD in this field 
sometimes it's great, but if this person who has the pain in this field has been posted in other articles, similar to yours, or maybe you want to look at a fresh angle, maybe you want to diversify your source. I know that um, I worked with the editor one time in this story about female media in Nigeria, two of them, and I spoke with both comedians, but I also spoke from my other sources, what of people I spoke with were men. And it was just, I didn't think about it. it was like my easy, the way people I knew who were related to the And so the editor said, I mean, it's great, it's great, but the angle of the truth is about it women who are breaking down boundaries comedy traditional female industry. You yeah. not find people who are women who think what they and I was like, you know, you know, that's when it occurred to me that by that I really should have been more intentional. Though sometimes you have to be more intentional in diversifying your your spot. Right. It puts your reputation on the line as well. Even as a publicist, you know, I've been in situations where my reputation is on the line with, you know, someone that I have referred or, you know, presented. So, you know, I tell like people that I work with that you really need to demonstrate your expertise and not just um, like on your business page and on your website, but even on like your personal pages, because, you know, what you don't want to be is the person that brings like the wild card person to the news station for an interview and they say something you know kind of off kilter so I, we definitely want to be putting you know um our expert faces forward um if this is you know if you want to be known as a source to the media um so let me ask you this this is a little bit more fun if you yourself could be featured somewhere in the media where would you choose to be featured like it could be a tv show or a magazine cover or anywhere where would you want to see your face <laughs> i don't know that's funny i mean people who are right about people we find it hard to see ourselves you know i'm like that as a publicist <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to talk. You know, publicists are always behind. Just see them and away. You know, guiding their talents. You know, this. Is, yes. You know, so it's a bit like that for journalists. Of course, the media landscape has changed a lot, and you know, sometimes you have to be out there. Yeah. Maybe on the this list that was published recently, the Time One Hundred. Oh, that's nice. Well, this is a good one. Um, yeah, so yeah, so maybe that. I don't know for what exactly, but it would be nice to have something. The Times 100. Right? Nice. Something about the great whatever. Right. And where would, where would we see the greatness, Coach? Where would you like your face or your name in the headline? Where can you see me? You know, I'm like him. I, I really haven't taken much thought um i've always just wanted to showcase what it is i'm doing and uh, the impact that i'm making so i haven't really taken much thought to to the actual headline so to speak i just wanted to get the word out about how we're impacting the world we need to be thinking about those i encourage people to think of like a headline you know what would you want 
your headline to be on your ultimate article. And that's something that we kind of, you know, keep in our minds and that we work towards. So I'm going to need you guys to be coming up with your headline. I don't know mine yet. <laughs> if that's a tall order to ask when you really think about it, you're like, man, what would I, what would my headline be? I feel like spend so much time crafting other people's stories and there and like that. We don't give a thought hours because we we think what anybody possibly find interesting whatever but but it's something out that you bench something I think about so tell us is there anything that you're working on right now um, that we can help with that our listeners can help you with do you need any sources for anything what can we do to help you do your job That's like another a, loaded question. Huh? <laughs> how can we, or how can we support you? You know, can do you make money with shares? Can we be sharing your stories? Like, what can we do to support our media professionals? Well, that, that's a good one. Sharing, I don't personally don't make money from shares, but the more people that can, I just say article about it. I didn't. How but there's a lot of people every day someone reaches out to me oh let's talk about your story can we talk about this story of life there's little about real housewives that you know young famous and rich people you guys really oh yes because i'm going to ask i plan on asking you to do an ig live with me <laughs> so we can really get in <laughs> we're not gonna do that here the education for the learning we're going to get to it. <laughs> Why not? Yes, I would love to have a fun talk with you on IG Live, you know, once after we're done with this. Um, but it's been shared a lot, and I was surprised. So, you know, the, the people reach out to you from all kinds of things. Yes. So I guess that, you know, the more people that that's what. Nice. So thank you so much. And so, um, do you have any other questions, uh, Pastor Johnson? Did you want to ask? Well, you know, from my perspective, from the entrepreneurial uh, side of it, as I'm listening to the whole conversation, and I'm thinking, you know, like if you had to give guys like myself and other entrepreneurs any piece of advice on, you know, here's the top couple of things you may need to do to make yourself and your stories look appealing to guys like me. What would those things be? For me? Yeah, for for if you had to get right. Like as a journalist in general. I guess I would say invest in a good publicity. And you know, who knows what they're doing, who knows the game, who knows the industry. Uh, and it's not just PR for the PR, who know how to tell your story. Because you're you're a business person, you're building a business. You don't have some business people naturally are great PR, are great offices of themselves in, in themselves. But most of the time, you need people in back with their pain. In back, you know, well, and it's funny because for journalists, don't necessarily want an executive. For now, we so polished. Yeah, that they don't what. Involved, they just they're blocking everything that you have. Yeah, you know, but that's also 
pay skill or a resource that how to identify what story from your self or from your business would interest with your passion interest someone would be offering that how I like those story and how LinkedIn way that you easily identify or relate to the communication people are like picking it how spread your message for the journalists and, and help their work or can help our work so I I don't know of course not a lot of businesses out of kind of or ER the sooner you are able to afford that investing yeah, absolutely, I agree. <laughs> but they make our lives. <laughs> yes, make your lives easier. Thank you so much for being our guest, Wilfred Opiche. My final question is: What do you hope that our listeners will take away from this conversation that we've had today? Everything. Everything. Agree, <laughs> <Every>, right? <laughs> Right. We touched on, you know, um, how you got started career. So people, you know, listening to this episode can learn about, you know, that maybe how you start out in your education is not how you finish and it's okay. Um, and also how maybe you can, uh, you know, intersect two different passions or two different things. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of up and coming journalists who are probably in those same spaces where, you know, parents may want them to do one thing they may want to do something else and and that's any industry you know any kind of industry um so that was great to talk about that um i really enjoyed talking about the work that you do um thank you so so much for just being um kind of open and honest and accessible to me um to greatness coach <laughs> um you know to our audience to everyone who want to know more we want to be helpful to the media we also want to get our stories told but we want to do so in a way that we are contributing you know kind of to the greater good of the world so thank you so much um for giving us an insight um into what that's like because there's so many people who have a purpose and you know have a story and they're trying to live out that purpose or get that story told to help people we but we just don't know how to do that on a mass scale and people like, you know, you and I, like the three of us, you know, that is that is our thing. That's why we do what we do. You know, I don't think some people just like wake up and decide, you know, <laughs> that they're they're just going to help other people because it seems fun. I feel like you have a passion for it um, and that we all do and that, you know, working together, entrepreneurs, publicists, the media, that we can work together and, you know, and kind of get these great stories and messages out and help each other forward um, our purposes. So thank you so, so much for being the guest. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and if you don't have anything else you would like to close with, then uh, that will be the conclusion of this episode. Thank you, Karma. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>